This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I hope that you guys are all having a great day, whatever it is you are up to. School holidays here have ended, they have wrapped, we are back into the swing of things. And I really am very excited to have some routine and structure back into the days. I've spoken about this so often that it's very boring, I'm sure. But there are so many different areas of my life that I feel like I don't have structure in. Everything's kind of rolling. And as much as I enjoy school holidays in terms of I love more time with the kids, I love that change up, that break in monotony. But I also struggle a little bit because there are just so many moving parts of my life in terms of the co-parenting rotation, in terms of my own work. I often feel like I don't have strong tethers in place. And the school day for better or for worse, is a tether for me. It's my guarantee that during the time I have the kids, I, for the most part, should be able to sit down and get stuck into work between those school hours. And so now that school is back, I'm so excited. And I'm also just, to be completely honest, so overwhelmed. I've just not long finished a phone call with Jordan where we've gone through everything that we need to cover for the rebrand. And I feel a little bit like I'm drowning, but we have, you know, broken the tasks up into bite-sized and manageable tasks. And this is one of them. One of the things I needed to do was to sit down and record this intro as well for today's episode. I am um, really excited to share this episode with you and a little bit nervy as well, because it's not something we've done often here on the podcast, but when we have done it in the past, it's gone really, really well. So one of our most listened to episodes is an episode called The Tables Have Turned, and it's when I was being interviewed for a different podcast. So it's the same thing today. I'm sharing with you an episode where I was in the hot seat. I was being asked the questions. And full disclosure, I was so nervous about it. I was nervous because it's speaking about a topic that can be tricky to navigate uh, with grace and also uh, tactfully. I was nervous for that reason. I was also a bit unsure how it would go because I knew that I was being interviewed for Mamma Mia. And Mamma Mia, like in my mind and in so many people's mind, it's just such a big deal. So it feels like, oh, there's a lot of pressure. Whereas with my podcast, I know that people who are listening feel like they know me for better or worse. They have an understanding of my cadence. They know a little bit what to expect. They know about my backstory, all of that stuff. Whereas 
going on you know, a big podcast for the Mamma Mia network um, felt a bit daunting and out of my comfort zone, but also really, really exciting. So I was very honored to be invited onto the parenting podcast, This Glorious Mess. It is hosted by Lee and Tigger, and it's such a great, great podcast. They do a brilliant job covering a variety of topics, and they invited me on to chat about baby sleep and then to record a second episode chatting about co-parenting. So for today's podcast episode, we are sharing the co-parenting chat here for you. So hopefully you enjoy hearing the shoe on the other foot, for lack of a better expression, me in the hot seat. Um, I hope you enjoy it. We will link directly to other Mamma Mia podcasts as well so that you can go and listen to the baby sleep episode if you would like to. We... um like I say we, like Jordan and I, I feel like we have so much on our plate right now because we're handling all of this rebranding with the podcast and off the back of school holidays. I've sat down today, I've had a phone call with Jordan and I'm like, holy moly, I am so overwhelmed with everything that needs to get done. And I'm really excited. I'm excited because we have locked in a new track, like a new opening intro music for the podcast. It's going to have a new name, which we've not shared yet. I really like the new podcast artwork. I am excited to share it with you and I'm nervous. I feel like it's a little bit outside of what I've done before in terms of covers and just the branding and everything feels so personal. I feel very, very attached to this branding, and I guess that makes me feel inherently vulnerable putting it out there into the world, but I am excited. Uh, The next podcast episode will be the last podcast episode of the Fray podcast, if all goes to plan, and then we will have the new one up ready for you. We plan on having the same elements that you enjoy about the podcast, but I'm just trying to make it bigger and better than before and to really stay true to the mission of the podcast, which I'll chat about in another episode. But for today, I hope you enjoy this conversation taken from the Mamma Mia podcast, This Glorious Mess. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. My name (laughs) is Deacon Nadoli. You all right, mate? Yes. I'm oh. just so happy to see you. And I'm Lee Campbell. And this is This Glorious Mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. Today we are talking to our friend Kylie Camps. We've got her back. She is the founder and director of The Fray and The Kind Parenting Company. And we're going to chat to her all about single parenthood. And this week we decided to try something a little different at the end of the show. We've been asking you guys for your nails and fails, and you've come through with the goods. So we're going to share some of those. Kylie is mum of twin boys and, as the founder of The Fray, is a fountain of knowledge on all things parenting, being a certified infant and child sleep consultant. Kylie, welcome back to the show. We're so excited to chat to you again. And this week we're talking about single parenthood. So plenty of parents go through this transition and yet I feel like there's not a lot of information or guidance out there. Yeah, Lee, I think that there is definitely a lack of guidance and a lack of conversation on the topic. And I think ultimately that comes back to the fact that there's still a lot of stigma 
around families breaking up. And there's still a lot of shame about becoming a single parent. You know, even the language we use, it's a broken family, it's a failed marriage. No one wants it to happen. And I think also when you're in a partnership, you are aware potentially it could happen to you and you kind of just want to look away and not even consider what someone's going through. It's just a really uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. Mm. And also not just for obviously the two people going through the breakup, but for the families involved Mm. and the kids and the partners. And, you know, I think you're right in terms of you going through it and the families, what resources are there? Yeah. Yeah. To help you navigate that for you and your family. What are some of the challenges that nobody tells you about when you are trying to co-parent? Oh, that can be a very long list. (laughs) How long have we got? Get comfortable. (laughs) It really can vary. For some people, their difficulty in co-parenting could be that one parent won't allow their child to take something that they've bought to the other house or that they get really anal about things that they've purchased. You know, there have been moments where I'm running around the house looking for a sock that I've got to return. And I'm like, it's just a sock. Yeah. You know, like those sorts of things can be difficult, but that's on the lighter scale. Mm. I think sometimes we can expect that if we're in a difficult or controlling relationship, that when we exit it, we will have freedom from that. But when you are co-parenting, there are still a multitude of ways that someone can impact you. And some people will still use children to impact the other parent. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge in co-parenting is if you are trying to co-parent with someone who is trying everything not to co-parent with Mm. you, because it is just exhausting. Yeah. Mm. And I guess, you know, being a parenting podcast, that conversation that you do have with your kids when you've decided to separate, can you share any personal wisdom or advice of what to do or not what to do when you sit the kids down? Look, every family is so different. And I know that's such a cliche and one of those annoying answers. I think it can be really valuable to seek your own guidance from a qualified family therapist. I think it's important to be consistent and clear and not ambiguous. You know, don't leave the door open. Don't tell your children dad's going on a holiday or mum's going here or there. Being clear is being kind. If you can tell the children together, I think that that is ideal. I also think letting them know that they can talk to you about it is really important. And that can be hard because when you're going through a breakup yourself, Sometimes you don't want someone to keep bringing it up. You don't want your children to keep bringing it up, but just letting them know that they can come and talk to you is important. And this is obviously about the kids, but also I wanted to ask about you. You know, you're also going through heartbreak and you're trying to protect your kids. And I think if it was to happen in my marriage, all my friends are married. What happens then to your friendship circle? Do people make you feel welcome? Do you feel left out? You know, there's so much going on at once. How did you handle all that? There are so many layers of grief that happen when you go through a breakup. You're grieving for the everyday situation that you are losing. You're grieving for the future that you thought was guaranteed. And you do grieve those shared times and those shared friendships, circles and moments and family, you know, like you're part of someone else's family. And then you often, not for everyone, but often you lose that as well. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really difficult. I think particularly noticing the divide happen with friends is challenging. And I guess just being respectful of what you bring up. I think that's the one thing, you know, if you're spending time with someone that is a shared friend, 
just don't go there. You know, just keep that conversation for someone else that is separate from that person and don't put your friends in a difficult situation. Yeah, that's really respectful. And what are some of the ways that we can help our kids get used to the idea that mum and dad aren't going to be living together anymore? I think having a lot of conversations with them and allowing there to be space for their feelings, not minimizing their feelings. I know with my boys, I never said to them, it's going to be the same. I would say, yes, it's going to be different. We are going to have a new normal. I also think something that we can all do for our kids, whether we're going through a separation or not, is to have discussions with our children from a young age, read books with our children from a young age about different family dynamics. Talk about, you know, same-sex couples, talk about blended families, talk about single parents so that it's not such a foreign concept for them to have a different way of being in their yes. life. Yeah. I also think routine and consistency is really comforting for children. You know, even when they're pushing back on it, having a routine and having some structure between the two different houses. I also remember in the early days, like my boys were just under five, but having a bit of a transition period. So when they would come home from dad's, we'd go for a walk, we'd go to the park, like just having some sort of structural transition periods that they could then rely on seem to make things easier for them because they go through whiplash as well. Mm. And so do we as parents, you know, one Mm. moment we've got our children with us and then the next moment they're not with us. And it Mm. feels like whiplash. You know, I remember in the early days finding that 5 to 7 p.m. window when the boys were at their dad's so incredibly challenging. Like I would just sit in the bath and cry because I'm like, for the last four years, I've been doing these things. Yes. What do I do with myself? Yes. So transition periods for yourself as well as a single parent. What do you do when the kids go? What do you do when the kids come back? All Mm. of that can be helpful. I wanted to ask your opinion, and this can be a bit controversial. It came to mind because I was recently at a barbecue. We've got friends that are divorced, both friends with both of them. And someone was saying to the father, gosh, you're such an amazing single dad, blah, blah, blah. And he is. He really is. But on the flip side, I know no one says that to the single mom because she just... It's expected. Yeah. yeah you just got to just got to deal with that. No shade <laughs> to this couple. They're both wonderful people. They're co-parenting wonderfully. But the praise for the single dad I thought mm. was really interesting. What are your thoughts on the single dad stereotype versus the single mum stereotype? There is such a gap. There is <laughs> such a gap. I think often just in the eyes of society, single mums, single women are looked down on. And I guess that's to do with the patriarchy and misogyny. And we could go back hundreds and hundreds of years and get into the minutiae of women, <laughs> women needing a man to feel validated, but it still exists now, mm-hmm. even to the point where now that I do have a partner in my life, people respond so much more positively to me. Mm. And it is so frustrating. Mm. But there is definitely a gap between the single mum and the single dad because single dad takes child to park. Amazing. Yeah. Well Superhero. done. Hero. Is, isn't he incredible? Single dad <laughs> makes dinner for child. Amazing. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I definitely can see the gap, but I can also see the gap in couples, right? You know, like dad takes two kids to swimming lessons and every mum and every man and their dog think that he is just a hands-on hero. <laughs> a bee's knees. What a good dad. That is so true. It's, yeah. yeah, it happens in happy marriages too. Yeah. It's people's perception. Yeah, so that is the one thing that continues after you separate too, I guess. Lastly, we've got one more question for you. Do you have any tips on how parents can prepare their little ones for having two homes and going between two places? 
Do you have two sets of everything? <laughs> well, she's got twins, so well, yes. <laughs> so do you have four sets of everything? <laughs> We've got a million sets of everything. Look, I think it can absolutely be a really difficult time when kids are getting used to having two homes. I think the language that you use is important. So I will say to the boys, your house with dad, your home with dad, not dad's place. It is your home too. You have a right to feel comfortable in your bedroom. And I'll talk to them about what their bedroom's like at dad's and make it feel like it's kind of an extension of our home as much as I possibly can. I think it's important when children are going from house to house that we assist them in being responsible for their special things. You know, if they have a special comforter, their school bags, whatever it might be, assist them by creating a checklist. It could be a visual checklist that they have so that they know at the end of the time with dad, they get that checklist out and they're like, oh, yep, I've got you know, for one of my little boys, it's a monkey called Shark. I've got Shark the monkey. I've got the book that I'm reading. That can be helpful for them as well so that they can develop that autonomous responsibility so that it's less nagging from mum and dad. (laughs) And, you know, you can do checklists for younger children too with little pictures as well. That can be really nice. I think just the consistency across two homes is important where that's possible. You know, eating dinner at the same time, bedtime is the same. It can be really challenging if one parent allows the kids to sleep in bed, but the other parent doesn't. So as consistent as possible across the two houses is ideal, I think. Yeah, there's some great tips in there. Well, Carly, Carly, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. So there we have it. If you enjoy this style of replay episode, absolutely let me know by jumping over to Instagram, leaving a comment, or you can slide into the DMs as well. It was a real buzz for me to be able to record a Mamma Mia podcast. And as I said up top, we will link directly to the other episode I did with them as well if you want to jump over and have a listen. So. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Next week, we will be sharing with you the final episode of the Frey podcast ever before we rebrand. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, absolutely click follow. The word subscribe sometimes I think can throw people because it can make you feel like you're paying a subscription. But in podcast apps, you can just follow your favorite podcasts and then they automatically download so you can listen to them, you know, even when you're offline, like when you're up in the sky, when you're flying somewhere. It also just means that you don't miss any episodes because they are automatically downloaded for you. I'm really excited to show you the new branding. I cannot wait. And the new intro song and all of the newness, all of that stuff. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a Venti member as well, we are going to be spoiling you. (laughs) That sounds a bit indulgent, but we're going to be giving you a daily episode 
every single day for a whole month with short and sharp episodes on top of your normal standard Wednesday episode. So if you like kind of food for thought, conversation starters, uh, little bits of information, and you just like a five to 10 minute podcast episode, you're going to get one of those every single day if you are a Venti member. I'll pop the link in the show notes for our Venti members. Come on over for the cost of a cup of coffee per month. You get at least one bonus episode. You're then going to get all of those daily episodes as well. And everything is completely ad free. And you do have access to the back catalog of episodes, including the episodes that are themed around your best life reset and also desire as well. Again, thank you so much for taking time to listen today. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.